You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You would not even be in the competition if we had a song off. I oh would number my one. God. I am well you're just known. A, you're embarrassing yourself. Right I'm now. well known for my ability to come up with lyrics off the top of my head and convert anything into Horrible a musical lyrics. masterpiece. It's not mu- musical masterpiece. Musical masterpiece. If Are I wanted to, me? if I dedicated myself, I could have something on Broadway right now. Probably, I probably could have. I'm just saying. So now you're like we, uh, maybe you're that's dismissing a little, everybody on Broadway. Maybe that's, that you could just come up uh, up with a Broadway song off I'm the top just, of your head. I, I think. I think. My songs would be more successful than yours. That's all I'm saying. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It's so fantastic that you do. Um, I... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, never no. mind. I'm not going to sing it off. That is so embarrassing. That was so Don't bad. I'm going to pretend that I didn't do that. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We've got a ton of stuff to get to today. We're going to be talking about this weekend, and I do want to say thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. That is fantastic. It we is really so do fantastic. appreciate it. Um, so go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link for all of your shopping needs. I just bought myself, I don't know if I said this already. I'm, yes, you did. I bought are you, myself are you about your big speaker? I bought myself a Bluetooth speaker he is by very, going to funemploymentradio.com. Yes, it, it's like an ion speaker. Or it's something. an ion tailgater speaker. Oh, and I went boy. to funemploymentradio.com, clicked on the Amazon link, and I purchased that. And uh, it was it was pretty awesome. And I'm still waiting for you to thank me, as I said the other day. Yes. But anyway. Uh, all of that's that going on. I'm, I'm still not so one thing you. we were just talking about here, this is a Friday show, so it's a little bit different. And uh, before we went on the air, Sarah and I were just talking about how, um, you know, it's been thrown out that maybe Fun Employment Radio needs to do a musical episode. It hasn't been thrown out. Well, I was talking to you. So I recently started um, for the first time, which Greg is very afraid that I'm going to keep talking about this all the time. But I'm not going to, Greg. But for the first time, I've, I'm watching um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the like the TV series, it not the movie the, with the TV. Well, the oh, the movie with Christy Sw- or Chris Christy Christie Swanson is that her name? I know who you're talking about. I don't know if that's exactly and her Luke name. Perry, by the way, and Paul Rubin, yeah. Paul Rubens and yeah, really? Who was he? In Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Paul oh, Rubens. Oh, it's been is in... a while since I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. Paul Rubens is in uh, is in Buffy the Vampire Vampire Slayer. All right. Well, uh, Luke Perry is as well. Okay. And uh, no, I've started watching the TV show, and then uh, Greg and I were talking about uh, how there was a musical episode of it, and now Greg is thinking that he should probably head up the musical episode of Fun Employment Radio. I'm thinking I would do a pretty good job with it if it were if it were handed to me. I think as as we've seen before, you know, in past episodes where I've described musicals having never seen them, and I'm usually 100% accurate on that. You can look well, you back in the archives. you saying you're 100% accurate. Oh, my I'm God. I'm generally, I'm rarely. That rare- doesn't make it true because you say it. Rarely am I mild- not. No, that's how it <laughs> works now. Rarely am I mildly incorrect. Rarely am I mildly incorrect on any of that. But what Sarah has given me different musical titles before, and then I just kind of go through and... Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell everybody what the musical is about because I don't need to see it. I can tell everything in the uh, description of what
what it oh is. Oh my god, I forgot that. I like you actually know? blocked that out of my memory. Yeah, yeah, and so that's <laughs> that's kind of part of what oh, it is. Oh god, you did wicked. I forgot about that. Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, it was where the you know it was a vengeful Dorothy going back <laughs> to get revenge on everyone and uh, slay all of her opponents, and that was what Wicked was about. It's really, really grip, gripping, groundbreaking wicked. musical. I'll tell you what, I have never actually seen an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Um, I'll do this. At the end at the end of today's episode, I'm gonna need another cup of coffee, but I will give you a description of what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is actually about, so you don't need to bother watching it. I'll tell you what the series is about. But everybody knows what the series is about. No, no, but I it's about I don't, Buffy I've who slays vampires. It. I've never watched it. I think. So I'll I'll tell you, I will give you the <laughs> summation of what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is before uh, so that way nobody else has to watch it. 20 years later, Greg is going to tell you what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that way nobody has to watch it. I've never seen it, but I know just by the title. It's entertaining. I can, give you the, I, I can tell you what it's about, so we'll we'll solve that one. It's kind of we'll, hilarious, though, Greg, because it's, uh, so it's 20 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it, and uh, the internet is just like a new thing at that point, and the episode I just watched is about a demon Who's on the internet? Okay, because the internet's like a you know a collective thing that you can you know contain and control at that point. Okay, it's just like oh god, the demon is on the internet. Okay, all right. Yeah, and they had to you know try and like squash the internet because the demon was in there. Mm-hmm. It okay. was pretty amazing. And watching it, I'm like, okay, I, I'll I tell you what it's really about. It I'll tell you what it's really about. We'll get to the bottom of that <laughs> We're here at the at the end of this show. I will give you what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is about. That's my promise to you. Thank you, Greg. I'm going to do that. Looking All right. Forward to so it. we'll come, we'll come back to that, and then the idea of doing a musical show. But we have something more important to talk about, and that is what is going to be happening this weekend here in Portland, Oregon. In two days. In two days, we are going to be having a an event. Cornhole. Cornhole. Quite funky. Quite funky. Yes, indeed. The Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament Championship is this Sunday at the Landmark Saloon. So it's going to be happening uh, 4847 Southeast Division mm-hmm. at the Landmark Saloon. This Sunday, we are so excited. It's finally going to be here, and we've done so much work for this thing. Um, like, you got to come out just to see the trophies that are being made, the brackets that's, <laughs> that are being made. It's my hilarious trophies. I made some hilarious trophies, Greg. There's there's some good trophies that are going to be there. I got to use a drill to make some trophies. I was very excited. Yeah, well, I supervised that drill. Let's just you did not, not supervise. Like... You had the drill. I supervised. Well, really? Okay, so we made these trophies. <laughs> so the tournament's going to be happening on on Sunday, like I said, and it's six different breweries, and then they're associated listener teams from the previous tournament. So we've got Ninkasi Brewing, we've got BTU uh, Brewery, Brasserie, um, we've got Elysian Brewing, we've got Worthy Brewing, we've got Reverend Nat's Hard Cider, and we've got Bridgeport Brewing. So all six of those breweries will be there, and then their teams, and they're all competing, and the winning team, whichever brewery has a team that wins, they get a tap at Landmark. They get to control one of the taps at Landmark Saloon. Which is a big deal because like, if, if you know any bars, like you, there are a limited amount of taps. For for one year. Yeah. So they get it for one year where they get that. And so that's, it's a, it's a big deal for for the brewery. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Mm. So there's that and then a bunch of different 
tournaments and things. We've got Nibbler's Frog Aside, which is going to be out there for a, for a side game for everybody to shoot some fake frogs. Can we just have a game where we throw cornhole bags at you? No, that's not a game. Okay, no, I'm, I'm going to have one called uh, Sarah's Greg Aside, where all I do is just throw bags at Greg's head. If we bring our, well, we'll have our own cornhole boards out there, which uh, they respectively, each one of them has one of our heads cut out. Oh yeah, our buddy David made yeah, those. Yeah, so we'll, we'll bring those out and you can decide who you want to throw cornhole bags at. Uh, but that'll be part of it. However, there is a there's a couple of things though that I do want to ask right now for listeners that are able to uh, come out, which we really hope everybody can come out. Um, we'd like it if everybody could be there by one because we're doing a very special opening ceremony. These are like a la the Olympics. Um, we're gonna have an opening ceremony yeah, with again, the teams. And, yeah, we're not and, asking you anything just to be there. Like yeah, it's, just it's to be free there. to attend. Well, I am gonna ask something else though. Oh, great. Uh, so. Well, no, because I, I need a couple of volunteers. I need a couple of people to help uh, because there's we're going to be doing some a little bit of filming of it. And this is why we need people there, too, just because we want you to be in our video. And it's nothing huge, crazy, but we do need a couple of people to help. So if you're going to be out there and you're OK being there, you know, between 1230 and 1 p.m. on Sunday and you'd be looking to help, maybe shoot me an email. Um, just funemploymentradio at gmail.com. It's nothing too intense. Like I'll need your help for like 20 minutes, half hour, maybe. That'll be about it. Um, but yeah, so Quite I'm just putting putting that out there. Quite funky. <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so just putting that out there so if anybody can't help. But yeah, mainly, we just want people to come out and have fun. Oh, here's something else. I wanted to, I wanted to workshop here. I wanted to ask about. So the bracket for this thing. Let's wrap, Greg. No, the bracket for this thing, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot of work putting it together to make sure that everybody gets an equal no, opportunity. I will just say behind the scenes, Greg has been uh, trying to figure out this bracket thing, like yeah. scenario, to make sure, you know, that people get to play, that it lasts long enough. That it's double elimination. Like, double elimination, blah, blah, blah. But that, yeah. So I just don't get it. I look at it and it's like, it's like hieroglyphics to me. I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's, I like doing it because it's just, it's a puzzle. You got to figure it out. But then you also have to think, okay, what's going to make um, everybody happy. So I've worked this out, but I need a name for something. So when we get down to our final four teams that are going to be competing, um, we can't call it final four, obviously. I was going to call it uh, final five minus one or or final three plus one. or What? You know, Why? Well, because it's kind of, you know, like a when I talk about the insanity about of the, the month sports? before April. Oh, uh, you know, okay. Something like that. But I need a good name for it. So... I want to I want to see if somebody can come up with a name and I don't need it right now. I just need it by tomorrow um tomorrow Wait, evening. You need, like a collective name or like no, a, I need a, a name grouping for the, of four. Yeah, I need a name for the group of four. I mean, so so uh, and we have such talented listeners. I figured somebody could come up with something better than I'm going to come up with. You know, it figure it's a it's a tournament with breweries. You know, it's about cornhole. It's the Landmark Saloon and there's four final teams. What would you call that group of four? Like something creative and funny. I'm trying to think of something. So like, uh, it could be like a brewing, ter- like like what, like hops and yeast and. Well, no. yeah, no. This is why I'm putting this to the listeners. I think, yeah. What you didn't uh, like my creative hops and hops and yeast and something. I'm trying to think like cornhole. Um, brew squad, brew quad squad. Ooh, ooh, the brew Kristen's quad- the quad squad. Uh, Keelan said a four pack. Okay, you're, you've made it into the four-pack, uh, into the quad squad. All right, see, these are already better than hole-in-four. Um, yeah, these are all be- already better than anything I was coming up with. What, what did you come up with? No, nothing. That's why, that's why I was throwing it out there. That's why they're better than the nothing you yeah, came up no, with. Yeah, I, no, I was like, I'm, I can sit here and try to figure this out, or I can just put it to, to our amazing listeners, and somebody's going to come up with something that's going to be really clever that, mm. that we can use. Top of the keg. 
hole in four, a four pack, quad brew quad squad. Um, okay, these are some good ones. Beer hole, you've made it into the beer hole. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write all of these you've down. Made it- I, that doesn't sound successful when you say you've made it into the beer hole. I'm just repeating what's being on here. Uh-huh. Uh, quad keg stand, uh, the quad, the quad standers, or the quad holes. I like the quad, quad squad. Holders, the quad squad. You've made it into the quad squad. No, quad actually, that, no, that sounds bad when you say it like and that. And you are now a part of the quad squad. Maybe. No. The four pack. I think the four pack might be good. Four pack's good. Four pack's good. Um, okay. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to – please c- continue to put those in there. And if you're listening, you know, via podcast or, or wh- however you're listening right now, um, post it to us on Twitter, at Funamp Radio, because that, be, that would be great. And then I'll, I'll select one for, for tomorrow of what, what the name will be. Okay, yeah. before Sunday. Yeah, before mm. – well, yeah, I'll do it. But I'll do it tomorrow, before Sunday. So, so I'll get it all written in there. That'd be great. I appreciate oh it. Gosh. Make us look cool. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> we need to... We <laughs> We've thought about a lot of other we're things. We're a family. We need help. <laughs> but my creativity is being stretched. I'm like, ah, okay, I don't need... I just can't. No, but we're trying there. to put together like all the different pieces for the... Quattro like, Vatos. <laughs> I like that for something else. The Quattro Vatos could Ooh. be something else. That sounds like a podcast name of its own, right? The Quattro, the quattro Vatos? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of... Uh, uh-oh, what's, what's going on over there? I don't know. I thought there was something in my coffee for Ew, a second. Ew, what's in your coffee? I don't know. It felt something chunky. Did you feel a bump on... <gasps> that happened to me when I was working at Coin. felt like something chunky. Oh, my gosh. When I was uh, working at Channel 6 uh, News, like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, when I was mm-hmm. a traffic reporter, I remember there was this fly that was flying around in the studio because it's like it's very it's a closed like sealed room basically where where you are so it's like there's the anchor desk I'm in one corner the weather guy's in another corner and there are like robotic um, cameras that are basically like you know, like move around like oh, yeah. segment are they controlled somewhere else yeah they're controlled upstairs so there's like an upstairs and they oh, can okay. see through the window so like if someone comes down and goes on like a murder spree like they're safe and we're okay yeah just, they can just yeah, film it all so you can, can broadcast film it, all it live. and we're just stuck down there sweet and um, and there's a fly I remember because it's like very very sealed off. It's very, it's very cold. Very like it's you know like stoned off. It's in the basement, and there was a you don't really see very many like bugs ever. And there was a fly, and there and this fly was like z- like zipping around for like a half hour. I'm like, how oh. how did the fly go? It was zipping around. Okay. Boo, boo, boo. And it was like all, it was everywhere. And it was a real pain in the ass fly. And eventually, all of a sudden, I noticed the fly wasn't flying around anymore. And so I finished doing my traffic report. And I sat down at my table and took a sip of my coffee. And as I took a sip of my coffee, I felt something bump against my lip. Did you drink it? I didn't drink it, but it was floating on top. It drowned in my coffee and it hit my lip. Oh, boy. It was, it was scarring. Now, I still have to, like, like... Look at my coffee every time I see it. I'm just like, is there a fly floating on? Top I don't know. It felt like something was bumpy in this coffee. We're mm-hmm. drinking the same coffee, so I'm oh, just letting you know. God damn it, Greg! I mean, I'm just saying. You know, there's there's something possible. Uh, chunky. Vicky said it's a centipede in your cup. That that'd be God Sarah. Damn Sarah it, be Vicky. the one. Sarah Vicky. be the one that would worry about that. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Oh, poor Cedric. Well, anyway, um, yeah, so that that's it. I think so for for this weekend. Come down Sunday. To the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division for the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Championship. And uh, join us and be a part of our little thing we're going to film. It's really quick. It's not going to be like a huge, long, crazy thing. But the opening ceremony, I'm very, very excited about. I am too. Also, Sarah will have to wear something of my choosing this weekend because you do have to pay up for the bet. That sounds weird. You'll have to wear something, wear of, something my cho- of my choosing. Sarah will have to wear something <laughs> of my choosing. 
No. Uh, so I'm coming up I'm with something. I'm picturing myself as like that uh, blonde lady from Temple of Doom where I have to wear some like slinky, anything goes. No, oh, Charlie? Like, oh, God. That's uh, James Cameron's wife, isn't it? No, it's Steven Spielberg's. Oh, okay. Yep. That's who that is in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It's Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was quite attractive back then. Why are you wiggling around over there? I'm... I'm just doing a show. <laughs> just thinking about how attractive Charlie is. Yep, that was it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, come on down on Sunday. Should we do some World of Crazy? Oh. Sarah Dillon. Well, we sure can, Greg. Sarah Dillon. If you just give me one second to okay. prepare myself. All right. Um, yeah, I am very, very excited about this weekend. I, I know I keep saying that over and over. No, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is our... We're yeah. also... Uh, we will have some of the newer shirts available for sale as well. Heck, Yeah. So the, the weather should be pretty good. Willie. It was Willie. That was her name. God dang it. I knew I was getting that wrong. Thank you, uh, Chris Walsh in the chat. Willie, not Charlie. Oh, yeah. What did you think it was? Charlie. It was, it was Willie. Whoopsie-daisy. Whoopsie-daisy. Short round. All right. Are you going to go get more coffee? Nope, I am not. Okay. I totally didn't want any, so I'm glad I good. asked. Hello, my friends. My name is Eric Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, uh, Greg. This is a this is something that I talked about about a year ago, but uh, now it's actually becoming predominant again, and I feel like it needs to be made aware again because it is hitting the headlines, if you will. Okay. It's hitting them. I do have to have a warning. Yes, it is now being told yet again that. You should not kiss your chickens. Oh God! Because kissing your chickens—no, it's a, it's actually all around the United States. People are kissing their chickens, and you should stop kissing your chicken because the CDC is warning—that's the Center for Disease Control—is that it is spreading salmonella. <laughs> so stop kissing your chickens. Don't kiss your chicken. Do not kiss chicken. So uh, Centers for D- Disease Control and Prevention. Um, have said it before, and they're saying it again. Do not kiss your chickens because it can lead to you contracting salmonella. Yeah. The CDC is reporting in a new study, which it's the same study that they always do all the time, where you should never kiss your chicken. Uh, well, this was just released uh, this past Wednesday. Now it's saying that, again, uh, even more increased popularity of uh, backyard poultry has coincided with an uptick in salmonella outbreaks associated with the poultry and people These chicken kissers kissing their chickens those chicken kissers man so uh, to figure out the causes of uh, the poultry association with salmonella uh, the CDC looked at cases that occurred and found that the people affected were engaging in risky behaviors including cuddling kissing and in some cases laying how do you cuddle a chicken I don't know I've only held one chicken our friend Kristen um, in the chat I've, I've hugged her chicken yeah. That sounds weird. I got to hug a chicken, you but it was like Kristen's <laughs> chicken. Huh? I hugged Kristen's chicken. So sure, this is for public. Air. I, I didn't know what to do, so I just held it. I'm like, all right, I'm done holding the chicken now. <laughs> I don't know what because you can't really pet it. Yeah, you know? like it's kind of because it's that peck you. It has like a pokey face. Well, yeah, it's got a beak on it that'll that'll peck you. Yeah, so it's like it's soft, but it has like that pokey face, and so you're like, all right, well, that's I, a technical term, pokey face. That is exactly for what birds. It is. Yeah, birds pokey faces. Well, yeah, so the risky behaviors that people are engaging in are cuddling, kissing, and in some uh, cases, letting chickens roam in their bedrooms and bathrooms. Why? Why would you have a... Why? Why do you have roaming bathroom chickens? 
Don't have roaming bathroom chickens. I don't want a bathroom chicken. Don't have a bathroom chicken. I'd be afraid. Well, salmonella has affected more than 180 people in the last year. And uh, let's see. So it's increased. There are about 150 cases in 2012. Uh, now, since then, it's um, it's increasing because people are kissing and cuddling <laughs> Who are these chickens. people kissing chickens? Uh, so the sample incidents uh, say that 60 per- 62% of patients report exposure to baby chickens. Are the chicks? Well, we had a chicks. Yeah. Like, did you have to do that in um, high school where you took a chick home and it had an imprint on you? No. What? You didn't do that? Yeah. And by I remember all- when I lived in Spain. I, I, that, it's one of my first memories. I vividly remember when I was in kindergarten or like preschool and we had baby chicks at the, at the preschool and like they got out of their cage and they were shitting everywhere. I remember that. That's what a lovely memory. So, yes. no, what good uh, memories, Greg? It's a lockbox up here. What? Uh, no, in biology class in high school, we each got a baby chick, and you had to take it home and then get it to imprint on you, so it'd follow you around, and you took it home for like a couple of days or something like that. To imprint on you? Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. No, that was well. It was te- to teach. I don't know about that about imprinting and. And, um, Is this like in Twilight when the werewolf imprinted on the chicks on the vampire lady's baby? I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. I feel like you're having some kind of an episode right now. <laughs> so no, in reality, in re- in the real world. So yeah, they 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 imprinted on you. It's kind of cruel now that I think about it. And then you had to go to class and show that it would fall, it would come to you, and then and then you gave them away. And then you got rid of them. <laughs> that is so fucked. The up. farm came and got them back or whatever. Yeah. Okay, what? So you had little, like, helpless little birds, and it would come and, like, like think it found its, like, father, and would, like, imprint itself on you, and then you just throw it back at them and be like, bye. Yeah. That is awful. Yeah, I mean, when I say it out loud, yeah. Country living is awful. Yeah, I mean, I learned you about it. You murdered frogs and then, like, abandoned baby chicks. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I was trying to think if there's, like, an option to keep it. I don't remember that. I mean, we didn't want one. Um, yeah, we just got to give it back. Although, I'll say this. I took care of my chicken. I may or may not have had a friend who his chicken didn't make it. What? It was Nate, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Nate. It was he, it Gavin? N- no, you can't just name off my friends, my high school friends. No, he, uh... This is awful, though. Never mind. I'm not going to tell Don't tell me. No, I don't want to hear He didn't do anything intentionally to it, but there was an accident. Okay. Yeah. I don't need to know. Oh, my God. There was an accident. Okay. That's fine. All right. And all the chicks lived happily ever after. Yes. And they, yep. And that's it. went off uh, to a a chicken theme park. That was the Disney, Disneyland for chickens. The chicken Chicken land. Yep. All right. Uh, 62% of patients reported exposure to baby poultry. Those are the patients who have salmonella, which include chicks and ducklings. Of that 62%, 50% reported that they were cuddling with baby poultry. <laughs> hmm. 46% reported that they let baby poultry, uh, little chickens, the little chickens into their living rooms, kitchens, bedrooms, and bathrooms. And 13%... Of the salmonella-stricken people have reported kissing baby poultry. <laughs> kissing baby poultry? Ew. Uh, overall, the CDC concluded that poultry are acquiring, acquiring a new position in many households. Instead of being treated as production animals, they are increasingly being considered household pets. And they should never be allowed inside the home because they are not pets. 
the Humane Society said it supports, uh, let's see, uh, it suggests that owners who have backyard hens should keep their hens in the backyard and not bring them inside into their bathrooms, bedrooms, and homes and don't, kiss them. Don't be a chicken kisser. Do not be a chicken Dirty, kisser. Dirty, filthy chicken kisser. And remember, even if uh, your backyard chicken, duck, or turkey looks clean, who has a backyard turkey? Do you have a backyard mm, delicious. turkey? Delicious. I want one. Uh, it still carries bacteria and can shed salmonella intermittently, so be sure to wash your hands anytime you come in contact with live poultry. I mean, I've said this before. I am a poultry man. I'm a chicken man. I do love me some chicken. I'm, I love that. I'll take a good, good chicken dinner over a steak any day. I'm not a steak guy. I like my poultry. Turkey. Oh, okay. Turkey and chicken mainly. Maybe duck if it's cooked right. Oh, duck? No. Yeah, it's a little greasier though. Stop. Oh talking. no, I do like. I do what like. What is uh, wrong with you? Game animals. Which is why I'd do good if I were living out, you know, off the grid. Like elk? I'll, I'll eat elk any day. No way, you'd kiss too many chickens and get salmonella and die. I would not kiss the chickens. You'd just be sitting there snuggling with chickens and kissing them just all mean, night. mean, a bunch of chickens. I'm a regular gonzo. That's what's going on there. Wow, you just <laughs> dated yourself. Right what, gonzo? Is, does gonzo date myself? Gonzo was a chicken lover. Gonzo, gonzo, straight up, from the Muppets, gonzo was a chicken fucker. That's what gonzo was. He was. He was. He had like a harem of chickens that he loved, that were his girlfriends. It's true. I mean, think about it. Gonzo was a chicken fucker. Have you never thought about that before? Straight up chicken fucker. It is. He is. Well, at least he didn't kiss them and get salmonella. Oh no, he did. He was probably riddled with salmonella. Gonzo was riddled with it. Chicken fucker. Next up. Let's move away from the chicken thing. Somewhere there's probably a porn of that. I don't even want to think about it. What is wrong with you? I'm just calling it like it is. You can't handle the truth. I'm sorry. All right, anyway. A story out of Philadelphia. A woman is in the news because uh, she has reported that a catfish fell out of the sky and hit her in the face. Catfish are falling out of the sky, Greg. Ugh. What would you think of a catfish fall out of the sky and hit you in the face? Well, they have would like sharp whiskers. It? Would you try to kiss it? What, what is with you and... You're like off your rocker today. No. <gasps> Me? You're the one that keeps saying chicken fucker over and over no, again. No, Gonzo was a chicken fucker. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm off my rocker. No, but I'm not going to kiss the catfish. But no, that sounds like it would hurt. Don't kiss the catfish. No. Gonzo was a chicken fucker. Yeah. Well, a woman uh, is in the news after she received minor injuries from an unusual accident, which is being struck by a fish falling out of the sky. Greg, how do you think a fish fell out of the sky? Storm picked it up. Yeah, it was like a, like a sharknado, but it was a catfishnado. Yes, catfishnado. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This woman's name is Lisa Lobry. She said she was on her way. I love how she's, she's like, this is a humble brag inside of the story. Lisa Lobry, she's, she was on her way to her core fitness class. Why is that relevant? Exactly. Okay. It's not. Um, when she heard a rustling in the trees that she was passing by, following by the feeling of an impact on her head. Wait, was somebody up there throwing catfish down on her? Well, let me tell you. Uh, she said, uh, I felt something hit me. It might have been the head. Uh, I think it hit me on the top of the head and slid down my face and neck because I smelled so bad afterwards. I smelled disgusting. She said that she and her walking companion, who was also going to the core fitness class, okay. because they're very healthy. All right. 
Um, figured out the cause of the discomfort because they she looked down at her feet and saw a fish laying at her feet after it hit her in the head. Uh, she said that it hit her friend on the shoulder and then uh, hit her in the face. Witnesses report seeing uh, a large bird fly away from the location of the falling oh, catfish. Oh, bird hucked it at her. Yeah, so they think that the okay. bird was carrying the catfish. It dropped it and dropped it on her head. Okay. Uh, so the catfish measured about 16 inches long and weighed five pounds. Yikes. So she cut for, uh, so, uh, Lobtree, that, that was her last name, who suffered a cut near her eye, said that she can see humor in the situation even though she was totally disgusted by it. She's like, I think it's just nice giving people a good story to laugh at. Okay. I don't want to have a fish dropped on my head. No, I'd prefer not. I would. I don't want to give people a fun story. It's like, oh, a catfish fell on my head. Yeah. I have fish guts all over me. No. No. I don't want to do that. That's not good. All right. Next up, a Florida woman is in the news for being a Florida woman because she has been arrested after storming into a Wendy's and trashing it because she said she was unhappy with the food she had just received through the drive-thru window. She said to go inside and park her car after she went through the drive-thru, park her car and go inside and trash the Wendy's. <laughs> what did Wendy's do to her? Uh, well, uh, investigators say that Chianti Gibson, 24 years young, uh, placed an order at Wendy's about 6.30 p.m. this past weekend, uh, but she was dissatisfied with the food that she ordered. Now, Gibson cops say began arguing with uh, the Wendy's manager who eventually closed the drive through window while she was parked outside. She wouldn't stop yelling at him through the window, so he was like, alright, that's enough. Uh, Gibson got out of her vehicle and began verbally engaging the victim inside of Wendy's. Now, according to court filings, Gibson began flipping and pushing items off of the counter, so she parked her car, went inside, and started flipping things off the counter. And she deliberately splashed pink lemonade onto the manager's face and chest. Wow. Yeah, she's a she's a little angry. Now Gibson caused about a hundred dollars in damages, so that's that's a lot for Wendy's damages. Yeah, I, I mean that's, that's quite a bit. I mean she threw pink lemonade in his face. I mean that's mm-hmm. that sucks. And she yeah she was verbally assaulting him. Okay. Uh, so she caused about a hundred dollars in damages uh, to the food and also to a display table and a metal iced tea dispenser. Uh, and her outburst disrupted diners and staff at the restaurant. So uh, Gibson, who's a St. Petersburg, Florida resident, was arrested for battery, criminal mischief, and disorderly conduct. She was released from jail after posting $1,000 bail on misdemeanor counts. So she has uh, previous convictions for other things, but never assaulting somebody at Wendy's. That's quite a thing to be on your have on your record when you're going to like go for a job That's interview. So you were arrested. I just have to ask what that was for. Well, I trashed a Wendy's. <laughs> I was unhappy with my drive-through order, yeah. and so I decided to park my car and go in. And threw pink lemonade in a and throw Wendy's pink manager's face. Somebody. All right, Greg. There is some scientific breaking news that is happening. Okay. And I know that um, this might make you excited. I I already let our friend Tuggy know about it because I knew it would make him very excited. What? Greg, there's now a vodka that has been created which significantly reduces the damage caused to your liver and your DNA. So this is a vodka that, in fact, does not damage your liver, but in fact helps to repair the damage that has been caused to it previously. It's a healing vodka, Greg. It's a healing healing vodka. vodka. It's called Belly and Vodka. So it's the uh, world's first commercially available alcoholic drink made with NTX technology. What's NTX technology? That's all right. Suspect. I, just, I know it sounds like uh, from Limitless. What is that? NZT. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so NTX technology. 
Uh, it doesn't say what it is, but it says it's revolutionary NTX technology. So, okay. I mean, that's just believable. Uh, you don't have to uh, worry about the harmful effects of alcohol on, on your liver and NDA. So, developed by Indian entrepreneur Harsha Chigarapti and his team at Chigarapti Technologies, NTX, here we go, is a proprietary blend of ingredients that works by shielding the liver from harmful effects of consuming alcohol without affecting the taste of the drink itself. It sounds too good to be true, but during human trials, technology has managed to reduce the negative effects of alcohol in the liver by 93%. Wow. So it can take like the damage you know, like an alky has done to their liver, and by drinking more, they can they can cure make it. it better. All right, let's get some. So uh, Chigarapti uh, claims that his company spent 10 years developing NTX, a process that involved tweaking proportions of each ingredient used to make the vodka. So that's how he was able to do it. Um, uh, to, and so he was able to tweak it to ensure an almost complete protection of the liver and DNA. I don't know how you protect your DNA. It says... Uh, and he goes on to say, uh, nobody drinks alcohol because they want to damage their liver. Obviously, everyone drinks because of the tipsy feeling and intoxication they get. There's no reason why human beings still choose uh, one from the other. Now they can drink alcohol, enjoy it, and protect their liver and DNA at the same time. Wow. So basically, it's like alcohol vitamin. Okay. Let's get some. Okay. If they make a whiskey form, maybe. Okay. Okay. And finally, Greg, I wanted to bring this up to you. Sure. There are now companies in Japan. Okay. That are reporting. Tell me more. Incidences of policies where they're cracking down on what they're calling smell harassment, <laughs> which are people who smell bad. Oh, I thought it would be like a crop dusting situation or something. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't smell bad. I have yes, clean clothes now. on. I take showers in the morning, unlike some people in this room. I take showers before I come to work. Well, because if, if you didn't have to go to your other job before this, you wouldn't be taking a shower. Oh, yeah, I do. No, I have to. I have to take a shower in the morning when I wake up. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I can't. I am i wouldn't be. I don't feel right if I don't. I can do it. Like, I, beg, I can do it. Like, if I'm camping or if I'm just going to be at so home. You're so brave. You can do it sometimes. You can, like, well, wake up and not take a like shower. if I'm, like, camping or if I'm just going to be at home all day or something like that, then that's fine. But if I'm going out into the world, yeah, I have to I have to shower or else I just don't I don't feel good. I feel unclean. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Japanese corporations, particularly those in the service sector, have become aware of the pitfalls associated with having staff that has a strong body odor or bad breath as well as lingering scent of uh, cigarettes or perfume. Now, uh, Mandem Corp, which is Japan's largest manufacturer of men's personal care products, has started holding seminars, very popular seminars, on odor etiquette for employees that companies uh, of companies that are concerned that their smelly staff will damage their image. Greg. So about 40 employees of a mobile phone company in Japan called SoftBank uh, attended the seminar this past month uh, with participants instructed that the causes of... Uh, instructed in the causes of body odor and how to avoid inflicting smell harassment on fellow workers Man. and customers. How bad does it have to be to have smell Seriously, this is a seminar where they were showing them how to use deodorant appropriately. Yikes. That's what it's down to. So, uh, yeah, so there are a list of odor rules that uh, many companies in Japan have drawn up um, out of concern that reputations for poor hygiene might affect the sales of them. So uh, staff are told to brush... So, in Japan... This is what they have to do. 
Uh, so they're told to brush their teeth during their lunch break. Okay. Do you brush your teeth during your lunch break? No, I don't, but I brush okay. in the morning and night. You don't need to brag about that. That's normal. That's twice a day. Yeah. Uh, so not eat strong smelling food before or during work hours and not to wear perfume, although deodorants, lightly scented deodorants, are acceptable. Oh, overdoing perfume. That is, that's smell harassment as far as I'm concerned. Well, Japan. Too much perfume. I can't breathe. I, I know. I see. You're, you're very wheezy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I can't go, like, if I go into a mall, I cannot go anywhere near the makeup section where all the perfume is. It just smells so bad. Like, I just choke up and I can't breathe. My eyes start watering. You're very manly. Yeah. Well, in Japan, yeah, people are having, uh, so Japan's middle-aged and older uh, salarymen, is what they're called, are often the target of office criticism that they smell because, I guess, uh, Japanese older middle-aged men are heavy smokers a lot of the time. Mm. And, and they don't also wear deodorant. So companies are now calling uh, to instruct their employees in the art of remaining odor-free through Japan's humid summers because there's been a marked increase in the workforce of women who are sensitive to the smells of men. What the fuck am I reading? I don't know. This is your story. I realize this is going to be like, a, oh, women's dainty noses are being affected by stinky Japanese chain smokers. That's what that's what the story is. Okay. That's it in a nutshell. So uh, growing awareness has caused uh, a minor boom in Japan in products designed to keep people cool and clean in an office, ranging from lightweight suits to backing cooling chemicals that can be worn as a scarf so that people aren't stinky when they're around other people. Stinky Japan. And ladies in their dainty noses. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. What is wrong with you? Crazy. Crazy. Crazy for cornhole this weekend at the Landmark Saloon, where we're going to be having a cornhole tournament. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Oh, my God. This Sunday at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. Six breweries, one champion. Who will it be? Come find out. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. Tormento de Corol. All right, uh, let's do some ball talk. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Lehim. <clears throat> I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Okay, so we've got a little bit of a potpourri of balls here. A little, little of this, a little of that. I do have a controversy. A, a controversy. possible scandal that's happening. But before we get to that, I have this. Sarah, at the beginning of the Major League Baseball season, I made a prediction as far as who would win the World Series this did year. Did you? Yes, I did. Who did you predict? Who? Do, well, who do you think I did? I think you said the Cubs. I did indeed say the Cubs. And guess who just won their division for the first time since 2008 and are now the favored team to win the World Series? Not the Cubs? The Chicago Cubs. Oh, boy. Yes, indeed. As I accurately 100% predicted, the Chicago Cubs are on their way to a major league baseball championship, the World Series. Now, of course, the playoffs don't start for about another month. But I'm just saying... 
I'm right on point. So far, so good. Chicago Cubs. Okay. Moving on to ball talk. There is a new sport that's going to be joining the uh, the caveat of ESPN. Is it curling? It is not curling. Is it They're going to be start, starting to show this. It is not cornhole. It is instead the Drone Racing League. Yes, the Drone Racing League, where elite, quote, elite pilots fly quadcopter drones at speeds of up to 120 miles per hour. That sounds really boring. It does sound very boring to watch. It sounds like it would be fun to fly it because they put on um, VR goggles so they can see from the drone's perspective. So it's as like they fly. watching someone like fly like a like a toy helicopter or something. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a really that boring sport to watch. Very it'd be boring. fun to participate. Boring to watch, but nonetheless, they have picked it up for uh, ten one-hour episodes. With a viewer's guide to drone racing airing Thursday night on ESPN2. And that is what's going on. So there we go. Now you know. Drone racing, Sarah. It's the big I'm so excited that you told me about this. The big thing. Now I know what to not look for. Well, I'm just letting you know what's happening. That's what's going on. All right. uh, Moving on to ball talk. Before we get to my predictions of what's going to happen with college football this weekend, where I'm, as far as I know, I'm 100% correct on that. We have a scandal. Now, Tom Brady quarterback of the New England Patriots is serving in the middle of serving his four-game suspension. Let's see the, the flat ball guy. For a deflate gate. Yes, indeed. To me, those so his backup's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, who, that's who's leading the team right now. But as of right now... Oh, that's why people kept calling him Janine Garoppolo. Oh, that's pretty funny. You sparked it. Oops. <laughs> what was just playing there? That wasn't supposed to be playing. Well, I'm pulling that on. Let me just... Oh, boy. Where was that audio coming from? Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, yes, he's serving his four-game suspension, which means he's not even allowed to be around the stadium during games. Like, he just can't be there. So, he's got three more weeks of this. However, there is some controversy right now. Scandal! Of what Tom, well, not necessarily a scandal, but of whether or not Tom Brady was voicing his opinion about something. Now, there is a, a player on the New England Patriots by the name of Julian Edelman. And Julian Edelman's kind of getting made fun of right now because he got interviewed after a Patriots game they won. He's like, we're doing it for Tom. And they're they're being made fun of because it's like, oh, my God, you love Tom Brady way too much. Julian Edelman. Now these You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing Julian yourself, Edelman. Julian Edelman. Like, stop. You're you're desperate. Nah, he was he was dating some pretty hot chicks. All right. So anyway, now there's this. So there's a local uh, Boston radio station that just a sports station that was having a call in show where they have people call in and just talk about what's going on. Now, a caller named, quote, Matt called in, and immediately after the call, these uh, two hosts started getting everybody calling in saying, that was Tom Brady. That was totally Tom Brady. What? So I'm going to play part of the audio here. Uh, Matt. Uh, Matt, go ahead, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. Um, Listen, I'm originally from San Diego. I've been here over 20 years, so I consider myself a true New England fan. Um, and resident, but uh, but I just want to say I've been I've been listening to you guys bust on Tom Brady and Julian Edelman, and it's absolutely hilarious. But it occurs to me that being true New England guys, you guys have to have something to complain about. So you got three goats on the same team: Belichick, Brady, and Gronk. You got the Red Sox in first place. So all that leads you to go to is the fact that the man's the greatest of all time. He's got a good relationship with his receiver and his wife, Giselle Bunchen. I just think it's, it's, uh, 
very indicative of uh, New England sports fans. Got to have something to complain about. Well, it's not complaining. It's just a odd thing that there's a professional athlete who wants to wear the skin of one of his teammates. <laughs> Give it, I'll give you that, but hey, what are you going to do? You can't. It's not. I mean, it's no, not it's complaining. Not complaint, it's you know? reveling in it. It's reveling in the idea that Edelman, despite his success, okay, I'm just going to leave it there. Do you think that was Tom Brady? I. The only time I've ever heard Tom Brady's voices from that song that you play, my favorite song in the world. Yes, the balls are. It sounds. It sounds like him. It does kind of sound like. It him. does kind of sound like him. He sounds really well spoken though, so that just. I don't Tom know. Tom Brady's pretty well spoken. Is he pretty well spoken? Yeah. See, all I know about him is the song that you play with. You know, these balls, balls are perfect. perfect. He was well, singing about his balls, so I, I, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to leave it there. I mean, I, I, it's hard to so say. So people are, people think that that was him. People think that's Tom Brady that called in here. Let me see really quick. I'm just, uh, we got a couple of minutes left. Oh, and I do have to tell you what. The new member of the Brady. Um. Oh, god dang it. No, oh, I gave myself an edit, didn't I? Cool. No, nope. just keep going. First of all, congratulations. Oh, I thought it was going to be... I think Here we go. Going my 14th year, feeling better than I've ever felt. Physically, mentally. Oh, yeah. Emotionally, That's spiritually. Him. I'm at a place where I've been through so much stuff. Now I'm at a point where... So I really feel like everything that's happened over the course of my 13 years has prepared me so for this. All that leads you to go to is the fact that the man's the greatest of all time. He's got a good relationship with his receiver and his wife, Giselle Bunchen. I just think it's, it's uh, very indicative. You know how you can tell that's him? Because nobody knows how to pronounce Giselle Bunchen's name. <laughs> and that <laughs> guy like, very clearly does. Being with my role on the team, with my relationship with my teammates, my family life, um, how comfortable I feel in my own skin. I don't know. That's the controversy. Is it or is it not? Tom Brady. All right, there we go. Uh, that took a lot longer than I thought. Um, okay, let me make my predictions oh, for this weekend. When it comes down to college football, where I've been virtually 100% correct, and then I'm going to tell you what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is about, so you don't have to uh, worry about watching that. Um, okay, Sarah. Yes. Oh, Sarah. What? There are so many games happening this weekend in NCAA football as we get into week number three. Of course, Oregon's taking on, uh, University of Oregon taking on Nebraska. Mike Riley, former Oregon State coach, heading up Nebraska. Oh, my God. Coming into, I believe it's at Autzen. Oh, no, it's in Nebraska. It's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Going to be a tough game for Oregon. Tough game for U of O. We'll see what happens there. I'm not going to make a prediction on that one, but I will make a prediction on this. Mississippi State, one and one. The Bulldogs, down south. Taking on Louisiana State University. Tigers. Well, they actually have a Tiger on campus. I believe they still do. Maybe they don't anymore. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I spent some time in Baton Rouge. Went to the gold club there. Made me take off my hat when I went in. Okay. And they gave me a calendar. It was kind of weird. I still have the calendar somewhere, I think. This is a very strange I shouldn't admit story. I have the calendar. Anyway, Louisiana State taking on Mississippi State. Mississippi State 1 1. Louisiana State 1 1 being degraded in their first match against Wisconsin, then coming back and winning the next one. Well, unfortunately, there are going to be tears flowing down the streets of Baton Rouge because Mississippi State's going to win at LSU. Mississippi State over Louisiana State. That is prediction number one. Prediction number two. Texas 
Number 11, Texas. Why are you talking like the that? Longhorns. Part of the Longhorn Network. University of Texas. Hook them. Take it on California at Berkeley. The Bears. Oh my God. The Golden Bears. Yes, we go to Berkeley, actually. Well, uh, I don't know the, if you do this, but I attended Berkeley, Berkeley and uh, I wear patchouli. Now, nonetheless, Texas never left. Only one of us wear patchouli in this room, and it's you. <laughs> I wore it one time because a girl told me to. Um, Texas coming in to Cal. Texas 2 0 right now, riding pretty high on their longhorns. Not after this game. Cal's going to upset them. Okay. Cal is going to upset number 11. So we got two upsets, Cal and Mississippi State. I need the final one, and the final one, we're going, we're going, we're going. All top ten. North Dakota State going into number 13, Iowa. North Dakota State is going to lose at Iowa City. Okay. Iowa will win. There we go. Those are your predictions for this weekend. Go ahead and place your bets and send a tithing accordingly. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. You say it's in Berkeley, actually? Uh, I don't know if you do this, but it would be uh, Berkeley. All right, Sarah, let me tell you what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is about. Oh, I've just got a few minutes Greg, left. I've, just, I've been really waiting for you to do this. Because you don't need to be watching this, and I don't think anybody needs to watch it if they don't want to. Is this some music? Okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, a lot of people think this is just about some person who slays vampires. Like, it's literally she's a vampire slayer. This is where you're 100% wrong. So here's how the show starts out. It starts out, it actually takes place in a community college. And this community college is, is you know, you have students going to class. It's kind of like a wild and crazy, like, it's California not a community, community college. college. It's at a community college in oh California. And, you know, there's there's kids going to class. And there's, like, cool kids. And there's weird kids. And there's, like, a skateboarder kid. And then, on top of that, you have this very strange person who is walking around and works at the school. Now, this uh, woman, her name is oh. Nicole. And she is actually the same age as the community college students. But it's, you can tell she's a little bit different. She wears overalls. And on top of that, she's got a mop. And so she walks around. Nicole, Nicole doesn't go to class. What? You find out in the first episode, spoilers, she's not a student at the school. She couldn't get into the school. She couldn't pass the tests. And it frustrated her. She had to take the only job she could, which Nicole had to be hired as the janitor at the community college. So she's working there, and, you know, the other students, you know, there's the cool kids, like I said, and the weird kids, and they kind of make fun of her, and since she's always walking around mopping and doing stuff, they call her Buffy because she's buffing the floors everywhere. So, like, ah, oh, look at Buffy. And, you know, it's kind of like a degrading mark, and they're, like, making fun of her, and they throw apples at her. It's really cruel stuff. They throw stuff. apples at her? They throw apples at Nicole. Yeah. What is wrong with and you? And so Nicole's walking around, you know, and she's buffing stuff up, and she's like, you know, secretly, she's not happy about it. But she doesn't know what to do because she can't pass those damn tests. Now, the thing is, she's walking around, and she can't pass the test, but she, she likes to go into the library, and she reads the books in there. And she's in there, and she realizes all these kids that are getting into the school ahead of her, it's not because she's not smart. Like, she just can't pass the test. They're passing the test. They're getting in there. They're not smart. So there's all these kids that are, like, in there, and they're reading their books, and she's like, oh, but we have all these science books right here. I'm Buffy, and as part of... Uh, you know, Nicole, as part of being janitor, she gets like an hour a day in the library, the school library, to go read her physics books that she likes and like chemistry books. 
But she sees all these other kids. They're in the class. You know, they go to the library. And what do they do? All these, she, she walks around, and this is in the first episode. She sees all the books, like the chemistry books and the history books. There's like a, an inch of dust on them. Because nobody wants to read those. An inch of Because nobody's reading them. They're not learning anything. They're just getting in there, and they make a lot of money, these rich kids, and, you know, they just get their little degree, but they're not actually learning. This bothers her, because she really... The rich kids at the community college where Nicole... That throw apples at Nicole. With the mop. Yeah, and they throw apples at her. They throw apples at her. And so, so, Nicole, Buffy... You know, she sees that part, and she's like, why aren't they reading this? These, this is so frustrating to me. I want to learn, too. And you know what those kids are doing in that library? They're not reading about anything that's important. They're reading just stupid books that they find, mainly for some reason at this school, because it takes place, actually, this series, as you said, it was 20 years ago, so it takes place in, actually, it's 1995 to 98 was the core run, right during the popularity oh of God, who, Greg. what famous author, Anne Rice. Yes, they're in there, and they're reading all the Anne Rice novels about vampires, which really annoys the shit out of her because it's like, look, Anne Rice is fine, but uh, that's not going to give you an education, and I want an education, and I can't get one, but yet these people are here, and they're just reading these damn Anne and Rice novels. throwing apples at So her. what does she do? Episode number two. Here's what happens, where she gets her revenge on these rich kids that get to get the education that she can't get because she's too weird to pass the test. So she goes in there at night because she's got the janitor keys because Buffy, they don't realize they're making fun of her throwing apples at her, but she has the keys to get in there. What's she do? She goes in there. She grabs all of those Anne Rice books and she goes out to the center of the courtyard and she throws them all in a big pile and she burns them. And as she's burning them, she's like laughing. She's it looking. Not- it's in the middle of the night. She's like looking at it. And she's watching the Anne Rice novels burn. And she's like, <laughs> and she starts feeling her power. And she realizes, I don't need this education. I'm going to get my revenge on all of these people. And so it's Vampire Slayer. It's really more of a metaphor because she's burning the vampire books. She's burning books. Yeah, she's. It's a. Book yeah, she burning. burns books because the, the she's. The second episode of the season is about books. She's burning. very spiteful. She's very spiteful. It's actually, I guess, technically, that was the end of episode one. It rolls into episode two because that's when you realize she's the vampire slayer. You establish she's Buffy, and then it goes on from there. How come it's not called Bernie? No, it's Buffy. That's what the kids call her when they throw apples at her. Like, hey, hey, Buffy, clean this up. Buff this, Buffy. And they huck apples at her head. It's just, it's really mean. And so, so as she's burning these vampire books, slaying them, if you will. That's when she realizes she's no. got a calling, and she goes around from college to college, burning books and teaching these little snots a lesson. Um, and you know, while she uh, reads the chemistry books in each class, and then she learns a little bit more about chemistry in each one, blah blah blah. And there's how to burn things better. And she's uh, she's basically uh, an arsonist, is what it comes down to. She's a little fire starter. Yeah, she's yeah. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you. I now I feel like I don't have to watch it anymore. I appreciate that. Okay. Craig. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's what that's what Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer is no, about. That so. really helped. Yeah, don't don't bother. No need. There we go. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio@gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Oh, I do have one birthday I have to do. Uh, birthday because I forgot to get it in there yesterday. Um, okay, the birthday goes out to our friend Tayton. Who, so Tayton, Tayton. Is, works for the military, and he's like a high-end doctor and stuff. And he does fancy things. He does. He has important things. He's a high end doctor and stuff. Doctor and, and stuff. Does fancy things. Like he was doing a surgery or something yesterday uh, on his birthday. So, uh, Tayton, 
Titan, you're the coolest. Thank you for listening to our show. <laughs> and uh, I, I hope... Uh, Titan, I hope, thank you for your, your, with your fancy job for listening yes, to... Yes, and your service and all of that. So thank you, Titan, and happy, happy birthday. birthday to yeah, you. thank you for your service, yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you all. Oh, damn right. Doom, doom, doom. All right, there we go. All so right. this Sunday, I would love to see everybody out there. September 18th at 1230. Come to, come between 1230 and 1. Um, down to the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division for the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Tournament Finale. Yeah, if you can make it out, we'd really appreciate it. It's free to attend. Yeah, it's free. Uh, also at Landmark, uh, if you have a kid, yeah, kids are welcome. Pets are welcome. Pets are welcome. Dogs on a leash No are chickens. Fine. Don't bring a... A chicken that you're making out with. Yeah, please don't make out with chicken. Be a chicken. Please Get, don't. If you're going to be a chicken kisser, do that in the privacy of your do own. Do that home. in the privacy of your home. All right, that's all I'm saying. Keep I don't your think, salmonella. At home. I don't think Landmark has a rule against it, but I'm just saying out of convenience, please. Please, just respect for everybody else. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. We love each and every one of and you. And we will see you Sunday. Sunday, if you yeah, Sunday. please come on down. Otherwise, we'll be back here on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.